Travelers to the Never Ending Adventure podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Russell Tindall. This is my first time going through Adventure Time. And with me, as always, is DJ Netty P. And this is my Netty P. 50th time going through Adventure Time. Maybe, time. maybe not. Probably, <laughs> probably like eighth or ninth at this point, but good, yeah. good favorite show. And uh, that's why this episode today specifically is going to be very very, very fun and unique and different. And if this is your first time listening, which is kind of why we are introing ourselves like this, is because we are talking about the brand new HBO series, Fiona and Cake. Which Fiona and Cake, yeah. We couldn't stay away, man. We, we talked about it for weeks and we couldn't, we couldn't hold back, man. Yeah, I mean, we are in a really awesome spot right now with the podcast. We're like 115 episodes in and we're starting to talk about season five. Mm-hmm. It feels like we we shouldn't be stopping that. What are we doing? But yeah. we have to join everybody. I mean, we're all getting to watch Fiona and Kate together. And we're going to do our best to release episodes kind of as they come out or just whenever we can record, we'll just release an episode. And that's probably going to how, be how it is. Yeah. Until well, we get back into the main series. Dude, it is so opportune because we just wrapped up season four. Um, We just got into season five. We just finished kind of the Prismo and the time room and the multiverse. And yeah. this show, I think, will go into that a lot more. Uh, it will reference that. It'll. I'm sure that there's going to be plenty of things that you don't pick up the reference on that I'm going to have to like either bring you up to speed or give you a bad spoiler alert for. That's but, okay. Yeah, dude, if we had tried to start this before we even started season four, I'd be like, no, we can't because it just it talks yeah. too much about Simon Petrikoff, it talks too much about multiverse stuff. It talks too much about what's happening kind of at the end of Adventure Time. So I think we're at the ideal spot. Uh, I'm, I am scared, though, as we probably get into like episodes 9, 10, 11 of this series, that there's going to be like major spoilers for you. Um, and I think that's just going to have you know? to be how it is. Like, I think we're just going to have to accept that. And for... I mean, gratefully, I'm pretty forgetful. So yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at like rewatching something I've seen before and going, holy crap, I totally forgot about all this. So yeah. I think it'll be okay. I'm not too worried about it, but I am I'm really excited to get into the Fiona and Cake. To be honest with you, going into this, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I saw yeah, I the you know, the trailers and stuff and and listened to I guess a lot of it was just like really the dream sequence. The intro mm-hmm. dream sequence is what we're getting in most of the trailers that I saw. So I really thought we were just going to get your typical Fiona and Cake, Cake has superpowers kind of a situation. But I, I loved how they started this off. Did you have any like preconceived uh, ideas of what was going to happen? Yeah, I, I kind of, I had kind of expected to go to start with like Fiona and Cake as we had seen them in Adventure Time. And then it would break out into more of the other universe Fiona and Cakes and how that ties in with the original Adventure Time. Um, okay. So I, that's where I was kind of expecting, but I just after watching this first episode, I think I really, really like the spin they're about to take Good on, direction. For sure. Yeah. Very good direction. It's a really direction. good direction. It's um, so interesting because I was thinking, I don't know if you know this show, 16, like six, the number six. And no, then I don't teen. think so. I don't know. I know Ben 10. <laughs> Ben 10. I know Ben 10 as well. No, 16 is like a show from 2004. I think it was on Nickelodeon. And it's just six teenagers with like mall jobs. They just hang out in a mall and they have mall jobs. And for some reason, this episode of Fiona and Cake is giving me 16 vibes, <laughs> which is so weird. That a is show a I haven't thought about in years. Obscure reference. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I haven't thought about that show in so long. Uh, I, and I, actually, it's it's based in Canada, which is also just like a fun little fact anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say just from... Okay, the dream sequence in this one is awesome. We're going to uh, yeah. break this down. I am very glad. I don't think I liked the kind of like... Um, I liked it at, as it stood, but I don't think I could have watched Fiona and Cake the whole time if it was like a watercolor mm-hmm. Miami blue and like orange. Hand-drawn. Yeah. Uh, hand-drawn. You didn't like it's, that? No, I think it's beautiful. Like, I think it's beautiful yeah. in the essence. And I love it as a stream sequence. And Fiona's like a little bit more anime uh, design. And then Cake oh, yeah, is just she's normal got the Sailor Cake Moon. design. 
Um, we got the Sailor Moon uniform, and then we yeah. got little references like the Rat Bus, which I have to assume is like a Cat Bus knockoff from Totoro. So oh, okay. I, I was all about it, man. I was all about the fluffy background. And, I just and was just like, doing I, this couldn't art do, style. I couldn't do like a 20-episode series that way. Like, Okay. I think it kind of gave me not not ch- maybe a little chowder vibes, I guess, where it's like hmm. kind of like the backgrounds are a little bit more stagnant, but the uh, kind of the foreground is what's being animated. Um, sure. Yeah. I think it's well, a, I like I said, ex- great uh, choice, but not something yeah. I would say, hey, let's do like t- 20 more episodes like this. I was definitely excited when they went into the normal animation. I, yeah. I was glad we got out of that. But for what it's worth, it was a really fun sequence. I loved that we got to see the ice prince, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I I didn't know who this character was. I didn't know what was going on with the ice prince. Like, that's clearly, to me, it should be the ice queen, right? Like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, I was so confused. You think it'd be it the was, ice queen, and I think that's what, they, they start the episode off with the ice prince because that's what leads to way more of like, okay, something is going to happen that's not necessarily like predictable or... Uh, oh yeah, totally Fiona and Kick. So like, and then he's got the Simon Petrikov glasses on. So is it actually yeah. Simon? Is it? It's not Tom Kenny's voice though. So it's kind of no. Uh, and we, got we this, don't really know what's going on. It's this interesting like call to adventure where he's just like, "Will you join me on this magical adventure?" But again, that's not that's not her call to adventure. We know that's not where we're going with this. And almost immediately you get the awakening with the alarm clock mm-hmm. and all the water turns to ice. And isn't it just like a dream to where it goes from such beautiful, amazing, lovely adventure, and then all of a sudden you're drowning or you're falling off of a, a building or something? Like, my dreams always end oh. with a bad oh, sequence, and then always. I wake up. Pretty much. Pretty much oh, always. Geez, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like, but for the most part, I think most Mine, dreams have yeah. some weird awakening, but... Yeah, I didn't want to of. go too deep into dream sequences just because, as we've talked about on the podcast previously, dreams are really only great to the person who had them and, and yeah. everybody else just listens to the dream, you know? Yeah. And and for my Adventure Time fa- fans out there, you know, isn't all reality just the dream of an old man? And you'll pick up, you'll get that reference later. I'll get that reference later. Okay. Oh, yeah. But the dream, and I, I love it though. I, the dream sequence is awesome. And then... The way they kick it off, it's like she wakes up and then we get the kind of the theme song, um, which I thought the song was fantastic, dude. I thought it was kind of, yeah. it reminded me, this is going to be a weird reference, it, something about kind of that high-pitched voice of the theme song here reminded me of Shakira's song, She-Wolf, for some, re- for some reason. Because it got it. stuck in my head this morning and then I was like, okay, this kind of sounds like she wolf. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you know that song or not, but no, I don't. I, I have been singing that intro song a little bit to myself, and as I'm kind of playing it back in my head, I'm like, it's kind of too real. Like it's fun and whimsical, but those damn lyrics mm-hmm. are like kind of sad and, and kind of just. Uh, I, it's here. Let me read you one of them. Yeah. Every yeah. time I leave my room, I want to die. Even when I'm with my friends, I'm alone inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's that's pretty brutal. What is happening with Fiona? She definitely has this tropey, oh my gosh, this city is so boring. Mm. Oh my gosh, nothing ever happens to me. Or, or life is just so bland. I just go from job to job, which feels a little bit like a cartoon trope, mm-hmm. a little bit like, oh, well, we've been here. We know clearly this is not going to be forever. This is just currently what's happening to you and we're going to move yeah. past it. But it is kind of... I don't know. It's a little overdone, in my opinion. But well, that's I'm not just, gonna. It's an origin story type mentality. They took the beginning of this episode as the the setting of an origin story, which, in my opinion, I really like. It maybe it could be overdone, but okay. Look look at the way that they've changed this compared to Adventure Time. Like we obviously in that dream sequence, Cake says just like get what does she say? she says fuck him up, doesn't she? I don't. I don't. Think I didn't so. caption I mean, it, but cake. It sure sounded like she said "fuck." I went back and I listened think it's to it PG thirteen. Like I don't think this is an R. Show. Well, you get one 
F word in PG 13 yeah. stuff now. So well, I don't I know. Like, and it's on HBO, so it's not trying to go to cable. So they kind of have some flexibility. I don't know, man. I, I, I had to rewatch it, but when Queenie We're, was driving away with the bus, she definitely gives her the peace sign, which is supposed to be her flicking yeah. the bus off, right? So yeah. I think they skated, they probably said fluff or something like that. Oh, I don't yeah. Think but they, they but she did say, damn it. She did say, God damn it. Yeah. You know, like, so I think that they are setting this as we know our audience. We know our audience is not kids anymore. And I think that the origin story aspect of that is to go, hey, most everybody that's watching Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake in Adventure Time is in their 20s or early 30s. And they match that energy. They go, let's create Fiona as the most relatable character to our audience right now. And that's going to be somebody single, who just got broken up with, who lives in a big city, in an apartment, who likes to, you know, not do dishes and has <laughs> had odd jobs and is struggling to pay rent and goes to date, date the sexy DJ flame nightclub guy. You know, I think that they <laughs> is that everybody's story, Ned? That's everybody's story. <laughs> I say I relatable. I dated DJ Flame as well, man. <laughs> I, I, but I say relatable in the sense of like, if we, again, if we had started yeah. out with what my mentality was, was like, oh, it's back in the treehouse and then we're going to go into this crazy multiverse stuff. Um, that this is like, okay, we now are going to go into the rest of the show already feeling that much more attached to the main character. You know what well, I mean? It's your early 20s. We, we've yeah. got a moment where we're just, we're right out of college. We don't have a ton of money. We've basically, uh, some of us, especially our middle class privilege, went to college, you know, with some of parents' help and then got out. And then all of a sudden we're paying for our own bills. We've got friends that are doing coffee shop jobs that are trying to pursue being a musician, mm -hmm. trying to be musician an actor, jobs. comedian. We have other friends that went like the finance route and stuff, and they have a little bit of money, but they don't have any time, you know. And we we moved up to Nashville, and we were roughing it up here, mm -hmm. and, and there was that first year out of college where we were figuring it out. We didn't have jobs in the industry. We had to figure out a way to get jobs in the industry. So that's Fiona. That's where she is right now in, in my mind. She's where where her audience is, and they're all trying to figure things out and move on. And it just seems like. The adults in the show kind of made it up and, and made it. You know, you have Butler's buttery buns. And I mean, who is Butler other than just someone who loved baking yeah. and then took a chance and it worked out, right? Like, I think, and same with the bus tours. Who knew Queenie was going to be able to, mm -hmm. like, have this bus company that was actually, like, doing a little bit of business despite, you know, it seems like people are just locals on this bus. And yeah, it does freaking, seem like... Marshall Lee's just constantly on there for free. But, you know, who knew that was going to work out? So this show definitely feels a little bit like it is, without a doubt, playing into the core audience mm -hmm. and, and where they are in their lives right now, which I, I really love that. I thought that was uh, very enjoyable and didn't feel like we were revisiting. And for what it's worth, Adventure Time never really felt, other than maybe the first season, like it feels less childish than other cartoons do anyways. Yeah. Well, and I, I love, we're jumping around guys. So like <laughs> at this point, we're, we're probably going to miss a little bit of analysis here because we're jumping around just on. No, no, I just playing wanted off to each go other's on good a little points. rant. Yeah, but, um, we can keep, keep, no, keep going through it. But. Bouncing off your, your rant, because like, I feel like that's how we're going to get the most out of this is just what can we, you know, dig out of each other in terms of deep thoughts and analysis is that, that, you had mentioned before, oh, like, yeah, she's not an adventurer. She maybe doesn't necessarily want to adventure. But at the end of the episode, kind of the overarching, like, arch theme of this episode is she says, oh, I wish that I, maybe, maybe she's talking about cake, but she's, in, you know, reflecting on her own feelings. She's like, maybe that she's just bored with the world and wants it to be a little bit more magical. And so that's kind of the, the, her wish. And I think that's the dandelion wish with Hunter is that's what she wishes for. Um, it's not necessarily, oh, I want to be an adventurer. Oh, I wish that everything was crazy. I wish I lived in a treehouse. I wish I didn't have to worry about a job. But just to for the world to be a little bit more magical so she's less bored with it. But I don't think she hates her odd jobs. I don't think she hates the friends that she has. I don't think she hates where she lives. It's just a matter of like, it's she kind of mundane the world is at this point. Yeah. yeah, it's just very mundane and uh, not magical enough to, keep her entertained. But that's why I love yeah. 
I don't think that there's not going to be a direct Finn juxtaposition here. I think we're supposed to be Fiona. Fiona's not supposed to be Finn, if that makes sense. Um, 100%. Yeah. I mean, in this world, Cheers is on every yeah. channel, you know? And like you'll it see is why. I was going to mention born. that. It's a little bit of a spoiler, but okay. um, they've referenced it a couple of times in Adventure Time, the show. Ice King sings it one time, and Simon Petrikoff, and later on in season five, they do a Cheers reference, so it's kind of bringing that back up for the interesting, fans. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, I loved, uh, we can get into my theoretically speaking a little bit. Yeah. You have cake, right? And we're introduced to her not feeling well. She hasn't eaten in three days. She's acting a fool. She's got a fever and just slamming her face in the ice. And and as this episode progresses, she's constantly going after ice. She sees something cold. And for some reason, it has this magical aura about it. And I don't even know if this is my best theoretically speaking of all time, but it seems to me that cake is more sensitive to magic and especially because she was able to witness the portal that was the ice cream. Mm -hmm. um, what, what would you even the call ice cream that cart thing? at the end? Cart. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say van. How silly of me. Uh, she could see that there was something magical about that or it, it drawed her to it. And I think it's because her counterpoints in other dimensions have magical abilities. Jake yeah, has true. stretching abilities. Cake and ice King stories has these stretching abilities fiona doesn't see this and doesn't witness this because she's just she's a hero like finn is a hero finn is not a magical being necessarily fiona is able to That's just kind true. of you know make good decisions and pursue her gut and you know like be heroic and have a wonderful like uh i don't know like personality and and view of the world once she gets into like adventuring right but yeah. cake for me, my thought is that there's a little bit of like inherent magic to cake, mm. even cake the normal cat. Yeah, um, and that's I just a, my that's just a theoretically speaking. I don't so, know if that's true or not. Yeah, my well, my main theoretically speaking comes from the same part of this episode. It's a little different than yours, though. But I don't think either. And I actually, guys, we I did not watch episode two yet of this specifically, so we yeah, could have really either. fun theoretically speaking, and not like spoil it for ourselves. But I think that with these adventure dreams that Fiona's having, because um, she says, I keep having them. I've seen Ice Prince in like every one of them. Um, and Ice Prince does have um, the uh, magic jewel on his, I think it's like on his uh, cape that's like buttoning the cape together. That somehow the crown in our Ooh universe um, is contacting something outside of that universe um, to try to come and use the crown. Because as you kind of saw in, in the I Remember You episode, Simon has the crown. He's purposefully trying his best to not use it as much as possible. Um, it's just like kind of hanging on his hip and he's using it very last minute. So I think that the crown might be calling out to somebody else and be like, hey, come use me. Kind of like temptation power maybe. Um, that or Simon is is calling for help outside of the universe because him and Marcy are dying. And that Fiona, because like, kind of like what you said, she's got too much going on, uh, maybe less magically inclined that the closest kind of thing to her is cake. So now the crown is uh, beckoning to cake of like, hey, don't you want to come get the ice? Don't you want to like, come into my portal and like kind of like a tempt oh. either a temptation thing or a cry for help coming from Simon and the crown in a different universe. Yeah, that's fascinating. I, I like that. That's a good theory. Well, yeah. we'll just, see, man. I just because I know next... the rest of the show is about Simon yeah. and, and he's on well, the cover. So I'd assume that there's a connection. The very next episode is Simon Petrikov, I believe. Right. It's all about Simon and, and uh, probably Marceline, right? Or no, because yeah. that'd be Marshall Lee. I don't know. There, oh, oh, no, it would be Marshall Lee. We'll figure it out. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But, I know. That, but that's, <laughs> that is why this is fun. That's why this is going to yeah. create for very cool new podcast content coming yeah, from excited. us. We're going to be watching these week to week. We're going to be probably releasing them on not just Tuesdays as we can quickly as, as we as can we get can. them out to you guys. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun, theoretically speaking. There's a lot of things where you're going to go back and go... You guys were stupid. That wasn't it at all. It's because it's all fresh it's and new. That's fine. 
Ned, I want to talk about her odd jobs. This is her fifth job this year that she got fired from. And it was working on Queenie's bus tours. I just, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. That sounds like one of the worst jobs yeah. to have where you're standing in front of strangers that probably didn't want to do this. Like one person in their group wanted to go on these bus tours, but then everybody else is just like, why are we here? And So you're telling me you would never do those Nashville bus tours no, and not a drive chance. around town? Not a chance. I would do it. Dog. I like to, I like talk, like public speaking and yeah. talking about the city where I live in. But I could see how about after a week that would get really old. You know. Well, I love that Marshall Lee just like totally just <laughs> snuck in for Hijacks free. It. He's just like constantly there. I mean, that'd be how you would make it fun as your friends just kind of join and you have yeah. little like well, uh, inside jokes or something. I don't know. In my opinion, too, what I think it almost looks like this is just a public city bus, like a public transportation bus. And then that Queenie's business is just like, oh, we have a tour guide that sits up front and <laughs> just tells you every day, here's the, on the city aquarium <laughs> on the same route every but day. But she has which, note cards. I don't know. That's so funny. I still think that, that, that's the funnier concept to be like, what if yeah, you did city is. bus tours, but like on the city buses? Like That's what yeah. makes it funny. Well, it's interesting. We get confirmed, you know, in that intro song, we see that she kisses DJ Flame and then the very next scene, uh, he dumps her. Mm-hmm. And so we get confirmed that that actually happened by Marshall Lee. Yes. And of course, Marshall Lee is a, a star in this episode. I mean, good grief. The, the tops for me mm-hmm. in this tops episode is because of Marshall Lee. The song that he sings when he's busking is without a doubt my tops for this episode. And he's voiced by Donald Glover, which is so freaking cool to me. I'm so happy mm-hmm. they got Donald Glover to voice him. It makes yeah. so much sense in my mind that he voices that character. And it was it was a joy to get to listen to him act as uh, Marshall Lee. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping because it looks like at the end of this episode, it does look like they blast off into another dimension that this is not the last we see of this Marshall Lee. Same, same. Yeah, I hope you join somehow. It's so great that they, and we're getting off the job top. I want to get back to that, but yeah, yeah. I, they have this portal, right? We As we're getting into season five, we're talking about the different dimensions and how each dimension has its own mm-hmm. universe. And this is a portal to another dimension that we're about to visit. And... It just feels like, oh, this is reality in some dimension. This is truly Fiona and Cake happening, and this is all real. This isn't a dream sequence. This isn't something being made up by the Ice King, like in the very first Fiona and Cake episode, which I thought for a moment that, oh, maybe we'll have uh, Allie and we'll have Jackie do the intro for this. And I was like, no, nah, we just need to go into this. Like, cause yeah. that's what we did. On that gonna, first well, if, we, if we did that, it would throw <laughs> off all the rest of the episodes too. If people, anyone new would be so confused and be like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's interesting. Do you, did you ever have any odd jobs growing up that you kind of felt like were this, were the bus tour thing? Were any of these other jobs that mm. we see Fiona in the intro sequence having? Nothing, nothing to that extent per se. I would say from top to bottom and most relatable to this was folding clothes at Urban Outfitters um, in Hollywood. So that shit was just like, it's weird. It was a weird job to have for a while. Uh, the next would be like, I worked for a catering company all summer. So you just, it's just very like show up dressed in a fake tuxedo that's covered in stains and smells like shit and <laughs> you haven't washed it in three days and you go cater for a bunch of rich people. Like that was a weird Ooh. one. Um, and then below that, I would say, uh, I had one more, um, that was just like an odd job like that. I lifeguarded though, but that, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, lifeguarded, I mean, that's like, it feels more like a high school job or maybe yeah, while you're in that's college. That's not really like a grind job. job. Yeah. I did a um, uh, pest control, of course, because my family was in pest control. So I did that for three summers. And then I've also... I was in a, a warehouse intern at a company mm-hmm. that sold used Cisco products. And it was it was the worst. I that mean, sounds... there were moments that I liked, but cleaning like old phones and stuff like that that were just going to be sold business to business was not fun at all. Yeah, um, that sounds so I do, literally I like a, hard, them. a job to even <laughs> really, really hard to make it sound like 
you enjoy any bit of it. Oh, no. Yeah, the, the best part was goofing off with the other employees when the boss wasn't in the warehouse, you know? Yeah. like So that's, I don't know. So I can relate a little bit to like where she's at with these mm-hmm. odd jobs. I mean, my other one was working at a country club where I was just basically setting up the golf course in the mornings yeah. and, that's and throughout cool job, the day, though. you know? That's a, that's a classic odd job yeah. for... I saw one right out of I college, but through I threw pizzas at Mellow Mushroom for like two months. There you go. That's kind of like yeah, that yeah. same odd job, and that, then and then ended up that's quitting be on that your resume still, right? That's still on your resume, surely. <laughs> I could make a damn good <laughs> pizza, son. <laughs> oh, that well, it's so fun. We go into Butler's Buttery Buns, which is unfortunately I've never worked at a coffee shop, but it is truly one of my jobs that I. In another world, I did that for a bit. Like, I, I don't know why. It sounds really dumb, but mm. I've always wanted to be a barista. I was like, I just feel like that'd be really fun to, like, be behind the counter. Hey, what's your order? Like, hang out. But I know it's not all, you know, I hear nothing but troubles from that um, industry, you know, when you're working yeah. with people and stuff. But it's, I think, just service industry. Like, plus, yeah. when you have people, like, before they get their coffee, they're typically pretty much like <laughs> a-holes. Like, so, like, I could see why that's... A bad one and yeah, coming and cleaning, getting ready for coffee in the morning. But Gary seems to be really, really enjoying it. Gary seems to be, yeah. this is his passion. So that yeah, he's so obviously. Obviously, he's he's uh, the bu- bubble gum of this world, right? So the he's- gum, Well, yeah, gumballed. Gumballed, yeah. But he's a perfectionist. He's making this swan with the cream and it's perfect and he's trying to perfect his invention, which are these gingerbread cookies. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's Princess Bubblegum essentially yeah. and personality. And it's really cool to see that reflected in him. And, you know, that swan, of course, being, and there's just so many references. We're yeah. skipping through a lot the of sw- references, yeah, a swan, lot of characters and stuff. I've, I've got a little list of references. It's not yeah. every single one of them, but it's kind of some of, some of the ones I caught, some of the obvious ones. Um, yeah, but the swan was you, obviously... Uh, yeah the swan that Princess Bubblegum rides on occasionally that we get to see. And I just, yeah, like I said, just the perfectionist thing is so great, though I do have an issue with the cream. I know this is a thing with the cream art and all that, but if he's such a perfectionist, why is he using just like an unstandard amount of cream? He should have like it measured out and then you shouldn't be able to make a swan or stupid rant. It's a dumb rant, but... It just bothers me whenever I see someone like making a cream flower and I'm just like, how do you know you did the right amount of cream? You're going to mess up my beverage because you're not putting in the right amount of cream. Sorry. I I haven't had my coffee today, so maybe I'm a little ornery, but... <laughs> I've had my extra coffee today, so maybe maybe I was just like, ah, I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah. But and then I just was like, man, cinnamon bun. <laughs> yeah, we had CB, cinnamon bun, crazy Six old butterscotch lady, which lattes. is amazing. Uh, I thought... I thought of all of the, like, yeah, yeah, references to other characters that that was in that my top three was the CB cinnamon oh, yeah. bun to the old lady. Um, Dude, that's 36 cream puffs. Uh, she ordered three dozen cream puffs. And if it's a baker's dozen, that's 39. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's a baker's dozen. That is too much. She's like, that's like going to Dunkin' Donuts and crushing a box of munchkins just like by yourself. Oh uh, man! While we're here, though, you gotta know my my sexy character of this episode. Give it to me. Realize, yeah, I mean, can you guess it? It's pretty obvious. It's Gary. It's got to be Gary. Gary's yeah. easily. He's my second favorite sexy Gary character, right behind uh, Sleepy Gary from Rick and Morty, of course. Because <laughs> everyone like knows Sleepy Gary. We're gonna everyone go. Knows maybe we do a everyone, special uh, episode one week of uh, Ned and Russell's top Garys. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that. Every, or sorry, sleepy characters are sexier than non-sleepy characters. That is, <laughs> that is just a fact Gosh, that, of cartoons. Of that's a shows callback of, to like season three of our podcast, I think. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm full of them, but it's true. And that's why Sleepy Gary is number one. But this Gary is a close second. And I, I really, I really enjoyed that, that interaction she had and, and the relationship that her and him have throughout this this cartoon and it doesn't feel like it's where where fiona has a crush on him yet or nothing like that like we're just kind of playing it like they're friends and same with marshall lee and the only one that there was like oh is there tension or not was hunter which is the hunter's wizard i guess i was gonna say hunter got my sexy character of the episode there you go Um, there you go because well and again they 
they did well they did a really good i think kind of um play on the huntress wizard episode that we'll get to later obviously but um not only that was just like eye contact while talking about his cool like flower uh oasis of weeds and dandelions and all the flowers i thought it was incredibly deep i thought it was the only thing i didn't like about hunter was the short shorts that was kind of like a uh, oh, threw me off a little bit. That's the best and part I, about Hunter. Those and thighs, I didn't like baby. the, will you step forward into the bushes, please? And I was like, that sounds so <laughs> creepy, dude. No, the issue with um, Hunter is he ain't got no knees. I'm pretty sure that character ain't got no knees. What's up with that, man? <laughs> like He was standing there know, straight up. Like and I'm like, where are his up. knees? <laughs> I, but whatever it was, I think in terms of just like um, that Huntress Wizard episode, where basically, to spoil it for you a little bit, Huntress, Wizard, and Finn hang out for like the entire episode, but there's just like a weird sexual tension that they kind of act on, but they don't really act on, but they acknowledge it, but they just go, no, it's not going to happen, you know? So there's no tension here, though, with Hunter there's no and with Fiona. Tension, but it's he, very he's awkward. Trying to, he's trying to make it Definitely. a sexy encounter. But she's um, not into it at all. And they aren't connecting Again, he's like oh ellis and he's like no actually my name's hunter and he's like okay yeah. cool whatever move on like let's that's but why i, I do... don't think there's the direct parallel like she's not going to do no. everything that finn does at no. home but i loved like you were saying like i did love his story about all the plants and any plant yeah. to be considered a weed depending on context is a very beautiful line i yeah. i really appreciated that so that's that's what made me like you know, watching this episode, I was like, what feels like Adventure Time? What doesn't feel like Adventure Time? And I was like, that moment where they were like, let's get on this really poetic, almost Buddhist kind of uh, topic here in the middle of her just being like, yeah, 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 whatever. My cat's sick is a very Adventure Time-esque moment of like, let's pause, kind of make you think about life a little bit and then have our, <laughs> yeah. my tops of the episode is LSP feeding and talking to the squirrels. Like, yeah. I was not expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting until the, immediately they showed he lives in the woods. Um, he's got a big <laughs> puffy purple jacket. He's talking to the squirrels. He's named Ellis. all the squirrels. And he's like, you're my favorite. And, and I was <laughs> like, this is, this is uh, <laughs> probably the best translation of exactly what LSP was doing. I'm like, get off me, Ricky. Yeah, I love that he's just sitting there and he's like, oh yeah, sure. Let me let me talk to you about your cat and put your cat on this rusty old car hood and we'll figure this out. Like what's wrong with your cat? Tries to use the catnip to like, maybe something magical is happening or whatever. And he's then, like, oh, I could just sense what's happening with the cat. But yeah. the whole time he's talking about Fiona, he's like, He's reading Fiona. He's not reading mm -hmm. the cat. He's not reading the cat. But uh, I thought the best callback was when he gets super pumped about bag food, eats all the cookies, has raspberry jam around his mouth, just like LSP put the raspberry lipstick from the tarts on her lips. And I was like, that is a deep cut callback that I'm not sure everybody picked up on. But I was like, I love it. I just through and through. I hope this is not the last of LSP we get. We might get... um lumpy space prince if we go back to ooh in some capacity but um, yeah lsp is definitely not my most punchable character this episode i was thinking do about you have it a of course character? lsp i do i do actually but lsp as actual lsp is almost constantly my most punchable character unfortunately um but in this episode my most punchable character was the I guess it was two blonde ladies that were in black and white, which were Lemon Grab woman One and Lemon Grab Two. Mm. And they were just like screaming at their camel puppy. It was <laughs> camel like, dog. Know, it was a golden retriever or whatever, yeah. but it was kind of like the camel. Just like, sit, I command you to sit. And I wasn't about it. I was like, man, yeah. they could have done without <laughs> that Lemon Grab reference in my mind. Hi, you're not going to like my most punchable of this episode at all. Who's your most punchable character? Who is it? I think it's Ice Prince, man. I don't know why. Um, it gave me very the villain from Scott Pilgrim vibes. Like, you're kind of buttoned up and put together, but something yeah. about it seems kind of greasy and creepy. And he's wearing a cape. And I was like, oh. he's wearing a white suit can't, with a cape Can't trust on. a guy in a cape. You can't trust mm. a guy in a cape like that. So that's why I was like... <laughs> I might punch him 
if he doesn't redeem himself a little bit more and prove to be like actually cool. So yeah, he was mysterious, but I didn't really need any more of him as we were continuing yeah. on with this story. I'm I'm really glad they they moved away from that. And like you said, uh, the artwork would have been really distracting. I'm glad they went into the art style that is mm -hmm. typical for the rest of the the episode. It definitely made it more enjoyable to watch. I think, and yeah. as a dream sequence, having the background be fuzzy and or fluffy and like dreamy or whatever right it makes total sense so mm -hmm. it was cool yeah and i think like, like i said we we want this they're making this show to make it feel familiar to the audience as well so they don't I, you could have gone very new animation they even kind of um i definitely make fiona look well i guess fiona in the original show is probably a little younger than i guess this fiona who is definitely in her 20s um but but yeah, that's that was kind of just my my thought about that. My most punchable. Yeah. Uh, Man, well, I have great. a list here. This is this could spark some good conversation. But I had a list of what I could find, and I I picked up. And I trust me, guys. I missed a lot. Every time I paused it, there was something in the background where I'm like, oh, I think the artist might have been had the crystals on the book in the bookstore to represent the crystals of all the princesses. There's a lot of stuff we could do, but I wanted to do the obvious ones. Um, in the theme song, you see Science the Rat as Cake's Chew Toy. Uh, we have the BMO Clock. We've got Gary as Gumbald, Marshall Lee. I think there is a goose that runs in front of uh, her apartment at one point to represent um, There's the goose that's gooses. like always out in front yeah. of, uh, like kind of in their pond outside. DJ Flame, uh, when they drove by Ash, <laughs> and uh, the representative to Ash, uh, Marceline's old that. boyfriend and standing next to Wildberry Princesses, kind of uh, counterpart. On the bus scene specifically, we have a Starchy, Hot Dog Princess, a Banana Guard, Abracadaniel, Marshall Lee, and what I think is one of the water nymphs, like or one of the like uh, mermaid nymphs that sits around kind of in Jake and Finn's pond. You've seen them maybe before. Yeah, we have um, in the okay, party... Good. Party time episode, or what is it? The uh, episode where Jake turns into a party, I don't know, animal. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. it called Party Animal? It may be. I think, I, I can't remember. That's not the episode name, but when he goes and is is hanging out with Party God. Um, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, so it's something like Party Animal. Let's take a pause there, though, because in that scene, we do see a statue that looks very familiar to me. It certainly looks like Betty. That's what I thought, too. I was like, is this some... In some way, a Betty statue itself. Yeah, and that would and be I think it's totally supposed to be. And it, they said that it was renovated 12 years ago. And mm. I started to watch another video, and they were talking about how that supposedly is foreshadowing yeah. for an event that happened with the 12-year time span in Adventure Time. People may pick up on that who know the show better than I do. But um, yeah, I just wasn't sure what that was actually referencing. But I think it's without a doubt a Betty reference. Yeah, well, if, I mean, we could get into a thousand theoreticals of, um, remember there was one part of when she goes to see Gary at the shop, she was like, how long have we known each other? And he goes, um, 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 I don't know. I think forever. Um, and I was like, okay, that's a pretty vague answer for that. So maybe there hey, is some sort of idea. aspect of, Fiona is trapped by some, you know, magic power in this like fake, and she's been trapped for 12 years. And that at the beginning of this, she's been on this, like, that's why she keeps having new jobs and they just keep turning over is that she's in some sort of like, um, uh, what do you call it? Limbo of. Yeah. A Groundhog's like, Day sort of a situation yeah, where she some can't ever escape. Day. And she just like magically appeared there one day and. Mm -hmm. I, that is a very interesting concept. And then, I, uh, yeah, and then the, I think get that, into that another another like, what if she's trapped in this limbo, and then now the Ice King or Ice Queen or what, however it plays out, Simon Petrikov is saving her by using the crown to like call her out of her like trance state limbo. Mm -hmm. Like, I, dude, just so much good. Only good things can happen in this show. Only really, really cool callbacks and really, really good episode connections are going to happen. But Kate's portal closes. That's the one thing I'll say is as Kate jumps through the portal for the ice cream, it looks like it closes behind her. 
Mm. How is Kate going to get Fiona into the portal or or bring her to the next dimension? Mm. I wonder as we get into the next episode, we'll probably dive deeper into that because this is not the last that we've seen of Fiona and Kate, obviously. Yeah. That's, I mean, obviously. Obviously. The whole show is called Fiona and Cake. Uh, the dumbest take. That was the dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest take of this take podcast. Of the day. Is that maybe, maybe Fiona and Cake will be Dude, in the rest of the show? Fiona and Cake are done. This is a Simon Petrikov show now. <laughs> I do Let's like just that. Let's keep about the Finn. Oh, I, I miss Finn. For, I'm thinking about trying to spoil something for you that That's might like be that. worth it at this point going into the rest of, of this analysis. Yeah, give it um, to me, baby. There is a episode later on in Adventure Time when you see Ice King writing more Fiona and Cake fan fiction. Um, you see he's like reading it to people or something like that. And somebody, there's like a, a character that's obsessed with the writing who's pretending to be Fiona and she's not actually Fiona. And then she's like, where do you get the ideas for these books? He's like, I don't know. They just kind of come to me. He falls asleep that night and a red laser like comes into his room and like puts the Fiona and Cake stories in his head. So mm. they did reference in the show that there is some sort of multiversal aspect of Fiona and Cake in Ooh, and it's not really we didn't, but we didn't know if it was from the past. We didn't know if it was from the future. We didn't know if it was from a different universe. And now I think that that episode specifically they never gave answers to, and they are like kind of backing up and filling in that kind of a uh, loose end for sure. Wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's if that makes you any more excited why I think a lot of Adventure Time fans are going to get a lot of answers that they wanted from a loose end that was probably purposefully left untied. No, I'm I'm totally convinced on this. Uh, even after just one episode, I know this is going to be a, a pretty good show and I may eat those words in five episodes, but I'm I'm so excited. It feels like right now we're in a weird I want to say renaissance. It's obviously not a renaissance and it's almost like not creative because all we're doing is like recreating old, you know, uh, media, media, basically. Mm-hmm. We're taking yeah, old we're going franchises back. and rebooting them still. Yeah. And this, We've been doing that for the past years. Yeah. But I do think like this feels like a really good aspect of that. Like This feels like we're in a mm-hmm. really good spot with Fiona and Cake. And then also today, or well, I guess... When this episode came out, and I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about this on this, but it's my rec for this week. The new live-action One Piece also came out, and there isn't really a great example outside of maybe Aroni Kitchen or like the Japanese Death Note of like anime being turned into uh, live-action and it working, and it it's working so far, and it's blowing my mind, and we're just having a blast watching that and this. So it feels like this is like, peak <laughs> peak yeah. streaming television for me right now and that is so exciting you're getting, yeah you're getting like all the shows and that like one piece is a redo i think this has got to sit in a similar world where like people want their childhood you know stuff i'm just glad that they're not trying to just do an adventure time movie live action or they're just recreating the show with live action i'm like i'm so glad that they're going hey like we did the four episode uh, distant lands stuff and I was like, oh my God. And we filled in gaps and we finished storylines and we answered questions. And I think that they're like this show, if they're especially doing more than four episodes, we're going to get so many answers. We're going to get so many callbacks. We're going to get so many references. We're going to get, um, again, the stuff in Adventure Time that was so deep, like, like Golb, like was very like deep and intense and didn't give you too many answers. We're going to get all that. I think if this is what they consider to be their last ditch adventure time, like they're going to fill in all the gaps, which is going to be fun. Or if they plan on doing three seasons of this show, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I'm going to definitely be discovering it kind of retroactively as we're watching this. So I'll learn this first and then we'll go back and probably meet these callbacks Mm -hmm. as we go through the original series. And I'll just be like, oh, we've talked about, we've talked about um, most all of them except for. Uh, Lemon Hope was selling CDs. I did not know the reference of who was standing next to him handing out free samples. Um, I think the guy with the the silver balls was either uh, Bubble from the BMO and Bubble episode or James Baxter trying to entertain people with his balls. You mean the Tashigi balls? 
Yeah, yeah, that's Tashigi yeah. Bowl. Clearly not a boring world. You got Tashigi happening. That's <laughs> You've got actual, so fun. Oh, terrible, terrible toy. <laughs> well, um, maybe that plays into like how weird and whimsical and like the oddities of this world that you're talking about. Yeah. Is this real? Is this a real situation that's happening? Does Cheers as the only show that's on television make sense? Yeah, another, like, are there other well, things another that really glitch thing. Sense? She kept changing channels and only Cheers was on. Yeah, which is, so like, again... Simon Petrikoff in the real world knows Cheers and the theme song is always like in his head. So again, if this is Simon Petrikoff freezing Fiona to keep her alive through the apocalypse and this is like her limbo state and he's created, the crown's creating this fake Groundhog Day, the only show that would be on is Cheers. Hmm. Just, just another, another, yeah. man, I'm just, if we talk about this too much, it's just going to be like yeah. me trying to put the pieces, pieces together, together as we're talking on a whim. I do yeah. have an issue, Ned. My one issue with this episode probably is mm-hmm. going to have to be with my tops, which was Marshall Lee. Mm-hmm. He is like, oh yeah, I've got a friend. Like you can't afford going to the vet. Trust me. I got a friend. His name's Ellis. Just here's the, like, what were these directions to Ellis? Okay. So you go into city gardens, right? And then you take a right into the bush and then you're and just going to keep, keep going further and further into the wilderness. And then eventually you'll trip on Hunter uh, or you'll come across some guy speaking to squirrels. And I just, I guess my beef is like, I would never take my dog there. Why, why is she taking her cat to this random stranger in the woods? I mean, she's about to, she is saying like, I'm not going to be able to pay. I'm either going to like, see what's wrong and then she doesn't really know what's wrong with cake besides cakes acting weird so a different thing i'd be like okay like if i have no money and if this is the difference between me making rent or not and marshall lee's like a guy i know a guy who might be able to help i, I mean i'd take that i would take that that's uh, sketchy, you so? sketchy directions, you, would, but, you wouldn't bail as you're going through the woods and city park you're not gonna bail no i know okay at that point i would have bailed <laughs> but i in terms of just like yeah meeting somebody's stranger who maybe can or can't help i'd be like yeah i think uh i think i'd go with the the help but maybe not in the, yeah. the woods <laughs> maybe not okay. walking through the woods to get help well hey we even saw the ice queen in this and she was selling ice cream right at the very yeah. end there and i that's why um, i was a little it had the translation again there, there's the gumball there's the marshall lee the all in the different universes but like yeah is the Ice Queen just a, a funny little cameo, or is it? Well, how um, appropriate that on the portal purpose was that with the portal her. is with her. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, well, what what's your lesson? What are you taking away from this this first episode of Fiona and Cake? Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a a good way to like put it into one sentence or something that's maybe more like ornately described, but I just think that the cool thing going into the real world aspect and watching Fiona um, is that our version of adventuring sometimes just looks like going about your everyday life. Um, And yeah, sometimes it's bland because it's not very magical, but that's kind of why I brought that point up earlier is it's like, if it's, if you don't think it's bland, like that's your adventure, man. Like going through your twenties, having a cat, having a job, having your friends, that is like kind of the, adventuring you're supposed to do in your life um that's kind of my lesson i guess that's it's not really a lesson but it's kind of what i got out of it that's great i like that one a lot man my my lesson do you have a a deep one or a funny one uh usually i bring a funny one i think it's more serious this time right and then maybe i can spin it into something funny uh just on a whim so my lesson was any plant could be considered a weed it just depends on context and how i'm going to try and spin that into something funny is I'm going to say it's a metaphor for the killing joke, right? Just like any mm-hmm. one of us are one joke away, one bad day away from turning into a villain. Any plant is one wrong plant planting, one wrong spot away from being considered a weed. Oh um, man, you kind of took that into the the nihilistic perspective. A little of it. dark, yeah. I would all... have taken it into the optimistic perspective right, and we'll do say that. like, is it goofy if... though? Come on. No, it's not goofy, but like that. What the I jokes, pull, Ned. pull out of the uh, that phrase is that like, hey, like you may be a total goofball and do funny voices or something, and that 
Yeah, maybe. So amongst, you're a weed where you presently are, but yeah, you're a weed where you presently are. But that's appreciated, and that's a beautiful thing put into the right context. Like yeah, con- somewhere else, context, other people are yeah. going to love that. I, okay, there you go. That's that's, that's absolutely that would sick. be my that's lesson. Good. Not not <laughs> that's your, really good. Uh, <laughs> you Holy took crap, it in the way I just of like all, everybody's almost a villain. Yeah, I'm, I just you can, can take, I take that. that? One. Yeah, you can okay, take I'll that. Okay, I'll take that. Whew, good. Whew. That, I'm so glad I came up with that lesson. That was so good of me. Oh, yeah, man. You, you're, you're a deep <laughs> guy, dude. Yeah, you're definitely not a villain. Oh, man, not a villain at all. None <laughs> of us are. None of us are one joke away, one one bad day away from... It. That's actually a really great uh, comic book and also... Yeah. Um, oh, that. Oh, maybe. That's, yeah. If that, I, I didn't have a real recommendation this week, maybe. But Russell's reference. Yeah. Go watch the killing. It's been a few years since I've watched the Killing Joke, but it's a fantastic say, animated film. Killing Joke though does start out. There's like a whole, you know, what is it, Batgirl thing where it's like Batgirl and Batman. Well, they won't. They oh, oh yeah. they will. Sort of a thing. Yeah. And it's like they could have cut that into like five minutes and then just got straight into the killing joke, which is the arc <laughs> from the comic books. But for yeah. whatever reason, they just really wanted to sell you on her as a character because, of course, she or really her father, Gordon, is a big part of, of that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like trying to save her or whatever. So I don't know. You know, it's that first part of that movie is hard to watch. But once you get past that, it is really great. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. that Batman's really not super good guy anymore. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a weird good. one to watch, but it like yeah, the way it ends, you're just like, oh damn, I why how did yeah. I just watch a WB kids movie that's like ended yeah. really really deep? So go watch it. Well, it's a, did he do it? Did he do it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no, no. Yeah, thank y'all so much for joining us. We're we're gonna keep releasing these, just like we said earlier, as they come out. Uh, we've got some other really exciting stuff coming out though. If you're still here. And if you like the podcast, we're going to be releasing a Patreon pretty soon. And we had previously said on an episode that won't air until well after the 12th that we were going to release it on the 12th. Ned, do you want to, what are you thinking? Just 12th, 19th? What Tuesday yeah, do you want to Somewhere release around there. We've, we've got some content to release on there. It may yeah. be more or less consistent. Um, but now that we're kind good. of picking up on this stuff too, this the Fiona and Cake might take a little priority over Patreon content. I think so too. I think so too. Um, or Patreon we'll content be maybe more. It'll yeah. be more than just one episode a week if we can handle it. We're going to do our best to try and release it, yeah. as we go uh, with this. And there's no promises that we'll be releasing as they come out, but we're going to try mm-hmm. our best or or something around that. Yes, but, but they will they will go along with our NEAs. So yeah, we will keep them. We'll keep numbering them the same things. Just be on the lookout for the titles um, and the descriptions. Will be uh, describing this is uh, Fiona and Cake episode one, Fiona and Cake episode two. Yeah, um, and if you really and if care we're about the trying Patreon, our best, the, some of those might have season five sprinkled in there with Fiona and Cake, just all depending on our schedules. Yeah, and if you really care about the Patreon, of course, follow us on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, and we'll be talking about it as soon as it comes out. We'll be posting about it, and of course, if you are a Patreon member, uh, either the lovely tier or the sexy tier, you'll have access to NEA and Beyond, which is our our podcast for the Patreon, which has been really great. We recorded two episodes so far and I've thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Um, so I, I can't wait to see where that goes and what weird conversations <laughs> we end up in. Um, yeah, but be fun. yeah, check us out. TikTok, never ending adventure cast, Twitter, NEA underscore podcast, email us your thoughts, your opinions, get on the travelers log. We've got a number of those as we go through the series, we may do some travelers logs, but um, I'm sorry. We haven't gotten to all of them recently. And YouTube, I don't know. Just check us it's out good. on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> same, same podcast, different platform. Yeah, same podcast, just a different platform. Um, but yeah, man, can't wait for this series. I'm really excited. Can't wait to see where the next episode goes. And Ned, I'll, I'll be talking to you soon about it. Yeah, I know. It was it was very, very hard for me to like not watch the second episode this morning because it just... I watched the first 30 seconds and I was like, I already am just loving this, but I, I got a hold back before I just spoil our first episode review of it might spoil. I might spoil drop for myself. So I'm <laughs> excited to get to the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, watch along with us and uh, we'll see y'all pretty soon. Pretty dang um, soon. Pretty but until then, then, until then, but, well, you do it. You do but yours first this time. Love, 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 love,